When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, October 5th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, a prominent pediatrician in the state pounds the table for Medicaid expansion. Then the state economist peers into his crystal ball, and we return to our series on diabetes in Mississippi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Earlier this year, Dr. John Godet, who's the former president of the Mississippi chapter of the Academy of Pediatrics, spearheaded a ballot initiative aimed at expanding Medicaid in the state. The effort was scrapped when the state Supreme Court ruled that the initiative process was unconstitutional. Now, Dr. Godet is applying pressure to Mississippi lawmakers to put forth legislation aimed at expanding health care access. Godet spoke yesterday with Kobe Vance. There is momentum. You have people from all walks of life uh, coming together, talking about the, the, the benefits that health care provides. For instance, people who have a chronic or uh, a longstanding condition, for them to get treatment and be healthier will make them productive citizens and contribute to our society, both in, their, in the work that they do and in, through paying taxes. Uh, and also, when you look at Mississippians' tax dollars that we pay, right now those tax dollars are being diverted to other states to pay for their Medicaid expansion. So when you look at it from a health care standpoint, uh, an eco- economic standpoint, really no matter how you look at it, Medicaid expansion is just going to be a plus for Mississippi. And I think people are beginning to realize that, and th- this the – Groundswell is now turned into a tidal wave, and we are hearing more and more citizens talking about it, advocating for it, and I believe that our elected officials will see this and notice this and listen 
to this and and we'll be able to make progress on this during the regular legislative session. On the economics, would Mississippians be seeing a large increase in taxes if this were passed? Kobe, that's a good question. And and it's been said that healthcare expansion is going to cost something. Uh, it's not free, uh, and it would be foolish for anyone to say that it's free. The federal government has put in lots of perks and incentives and and um, sweeteners, so to speak, in order to make it more attractive, in order to mitigate or to, to diminish those costs. And then you also have to look at the benefits that can be reaped from healthcare expansion, for instance, um, having people be less likely to have unmanaged or poorly managed chronic illnesses, women having their babies closer, closer to term, less likely to be premature, mental health care coverage, uh, creating fewer crises. So there will be savings. So we are asking our lawmakers to, yes, look at the costs, keep in mind the, the incentives that the federal government has put in there, but also look at the savings on the back end. Uh, and when you take and look at it in the whole picture, then the benefits outweigh those costs. What would healthcare expansion or healthcare access expansion look like for rural areas in Mississippi? Our rural areas have the most gain because the in a little town, the hospital is probably either the biggest employer or one of the biggest employers. Many uh, in rural areas, the, the, if there's not a you know a big factory or a large you know uh, employer, many of the jobs may be lower paying, but if you look at the jobs that are available in the hospital, you know, somebody with, let's say, a nursing degree or a management degree, you know, can get a good job. And so the hospitals, in order to survive, need their patients to have coverage of some kind. So um, if uh, someone comes in needing a surgery or an emergency room visit or an x-ray of some kind, Many of these things are really too expensive for your average American to be able to just write a check for. Insurance is needed to help that to get covered. And if everyone walking through the door had coverage, then these rural hospitals would be in much better financial shape. And there's a risk that some of these rural hospitals might not be able to remain financially viable if they're seeing a lot of patients who are uninsured. Then Patients who do have insurance will have to drive further to go to the hospital if there's an emergency. Of course, the patients who don't have insurance won't have insurance, and they'll have even more difficult access. And the community would lose one of its most reliable employers, and hospitals not only employ people, but they also purchase things, supplies. Uh, you know, they are also a uh, an economic driver in a community. So um, I think that the rural areas really stand to gain the most from expanding health care. Going into this upcoming legislative session and the conversations doctors will have with lawmakers, do you think the pandemic is going to play a big part in that? I mean, this issue existed prior to the pandemic, and I think the pandemic has exposed health care disparities. Now you can you see a bigger divide between the rich and the poor or the urban and the rural. And the curtain has been pulled back, and these disparities exist and are easily seen. And 
expanding health care through federal programs, uh, such as through the you know, state plan amendment, through Medicaid or the Section 115, 1115 waivers to expand health care. Uh, all of this existed prior to the pandemic, but I'm hoping that these disparities that have been exposed will be a real eye-opener. And also talking to lawmakers, it shouldn't just be doctors. I think you're going to be hearing from business owners, uh, faith leaders, uh, and just rank-and-file members of our society and our communities talking about this because it's been around long enough. I think that the argument that it's not affordable really is shown to that it is affordable, that there are solutions that are available for each state has their own potential recipe for extending health care, uh, extending health care. And, and there is a Mississippi solution, and I have great confidence in our lawmakers that they can look at all the different types of flavors of health care expansion that are out there and then come up with one that fits Mississippi. Dr. John Godet is a pediatrician in Hattiesburg and is a former president of the Mississippi chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Godet, thank you for talking with us today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Coach. Coming up, Mississippi's economy gets red hot, then cools off in Corey Miller's latest forecast. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi's economy is in a weird place. It took a hit during COVID, but weathered the pandemic better than much of the country. That's likely due to Mississippi's relatively low dependence on its service sector. Early evidence also indicates the state is now getting back to an economic normal pretty quickly. Corey Miller is the state economist. He speaks with Desiree Fraser. In our latest forecast, we expect real GDP for the state will increase about five and a half percent. For all of 2021, that would be the largest annual increase we've seen since the early 1990s. And then we think after that, we will return to more of a pre-pandemic growth trend, probably annual growth of just under 1% uh, in 2022 and again in 2023. So that's kind of our our short-term outlook. And what does that mean for the average Mississippian? Well, it means our economy is growing. Uh, we expect it to rebound in, in 2021 from, from last year as most things uh, reopen and we got assistance from, from the federal government that allowed people to spend more money. We've had more businesses attempting to, to hire workers. More people are, are employed this year than they were last year. We're still still below where we were prior to the pandemic but we are we are on a, on a on a growth trend and we think uh, it will continue through 2021 and and into 2022 but that it will will slow a little bit you said the growth would be under 1% in 2022 yes that's lower than it was pre-pandemic is that right it's about where we were we had not had growth over 
over 1% in a year since the end of the Great Recession. 2021 will be the first year, if if our forecasts are, you know, anywhere close, the first time we've had growth of more than 1% in a year since the end of the Great Recession. How is the state doing in terms of sales tax revenue? Our sales tax revenues have been doing very well. Haven't seen the, the finals on September as of yet, but through, but through August, uh, sales tax revenues have been had been continuing to grow uh, very well. And I think a lot of that has to do with with the stimulus uh, that was received from the federal government, as well as just the general recovery in the economy and the opening up of, of more businesses that we've seen. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that's important to share about the outlook for next year? I will mention one thing on inflation. Uh, that has been a concern in recent months as we've seen some year-over-year increases that were the largest we've seen in quite some time. That's occurred for for various reasons. Some of the supply shortages have uh, led to higher prices as well as we've had some pent-up demand, uh, not just and I'm not, I'm not just talking Mississippi, I'm talking about around the country. Um, as more states opened up er- earlier this year, that led people to spend more and, and demand more goods, and some of those goods that was said were in short supply, so that just kind of ex- exacerbated some of the price increases. Uh, we do think, and, and the Federal Reserve has, has continued to say inflation is, is appears to be transitory, how long it's going to last we're not exactly sure but we think uh, sometime in in early 2022 inflation will return to um, levels we saw prior to the pandemic as as hopefully some of these these issues will be resolved by then would you define inflation inflation is just um, an increase in the price level normally we have we have inflation every year but and, and the Federal Reserve sets a target of around 2% a year. They think that's consistent with, with economic growth. But when we see inflation get up to the levels we've seen uh, in the year-over-year changes of around 4 and 5%, that, that tends to have some, some negative effects. For most of the last two decades, we haven't really seen strong annual inflation like like certainly not like we saw at the end of the, the 70s and the early 80s. Um, so inflation has not been a huge concern uh, in our in our economy in, in recent years. So that's, that's kind of why the, the recent uptick in prices has been um, a bit more prominent for, for a lot of people this time. And what do you see the inflation rate at right now? Uh, we think for... 2021, the inflation rate is going to be just over 4%. Again, historically, that's not that high, but uh, we haven't had much over 2% in a year in a, in a long time. So people are, are feeling the impact of that. We think by next year for 2022, it will be in the 2 to 2.5% range, fairly close to where we were prior to the pandemic, but maybe, maybe just a little bit higher than, than it was. Corey Miller is Mississippi's state economist. Coming up, we return to our series on diabetes in Mississippi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 
This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Karen Brown. On yesterday's show, we heard the first part of Frank Henn's story. Frank is a Mississippi native who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 17. My pancreas decided to quit making insulin. Yeah. Is, uh, and it's, it's hereditary. I've got, on my dad's side of my family, I mean, it's, it goes pretty deep. And then my mom was adopted, so we don't know. But she died early of health problems, too. So I've seizured out in a restaurant, knocking out the coffee station. Uh, I've seizured out in another restaurant, like just not getting breakfast fast enough after taking my insulin, you know, those kinds of things. Per the most recent data from the State Department of Health, Frank is one of more than 300,000 Mississippians living with diabetes. The majority of those people are type 2 diabetics. Dr. Stephen Farrow is an endocrinologist based in Biloxi. Broadly speaking, scientists will think of this in more detail. Type 1 diabetes is the absence of insulin. Your body is unable to make insulin. Type 2 diabetes, your body makes insulin, but it's not enough. For various reasons, the insulin your body makes does not control your blood sugar. Where in type 1, you don't have any insulin at all. Type 1 usually affects younger individuals, children, could be uh, congenital even. Type 2 generally affects older people and is frequently associated with significant overweight or obesity. There is a third type of diabetes where the body doesn't produce insulin either, but that's relatively rare, and those are cases where the pancreas is actually destroyed by some toxin, like excess alcohol. Is it fair to say that type 1 cannot be prevented and type 2 can based on lifestyle choices? Speaking today, there is greater likelihood of preventing type 2 diabetes because it is considered a chronic progressive lifestyle disease. Type 1 diabetes is a little bit more difficult, although we are making inroads and ultimately hope to be able to prevent that as well. Is one type of diabetes more dangerous than another than the other? The brain requires insulin in order to burn blood sugar, which is its fuel. Without insulin, the brain could potentially starve. There are other organs in the body that also require insulin. Tremendously high levels of blood sugar can be extremely toxic to various tissues in the body. So depending on the presentation, the stage of the blood sugar when the person presents, either type of diabetes could be uh, significantly detrimental or fatal. As I understand it, type 1 diabetics will always have diabetes no matter what. What about type 2 diabetics? Can they become non-diabetic? They can. They can. Unlike type 1 diabetes, as, as the current theory holds, type 2 diabetes is considered a chronic progressive disorder. Once you develop the diabetes, it will always be there. But do you have to continue to treat the diabetes? That's a different story. Uh, there are numerous tales of individuals who follow lifestyle modification programs, such as the CDC-endorsed diabetes prevention program, you know, education on diet, education on, uh, on uh, physical activity, education on handling stress, 
and, and other types of exposures interacting with your healthcare professionals, which allow you to develop a more uh, healthy and diabetes avoiding lifestyle by emphasizing natural beverages and fresh produce and appropriate physical activity and optimizing your body's weight, you can actually decrease the likelihood that your blood sugars will rise to inappropriately high levels and eventually um, discontinue medications if you're successful. And this is not uncommon. This happens frequently. Does heredity play a part in diabetes? Yes. Both type 1 and type 2 diabetes are known to have hereditary components. And you might be surprised to learn that uh, the genetics of type 2 diabetes may have an even stronger relationship than those in type 1. Mississippi leads the nation or is very close to leading the nation in the number of residents with type 2 diabetes. And I believe obesity as well, which you have made a connection to. But there's also a, a high rate of children with diabetes. Is that unusual for a child to develop type 2 diabetes at such a young age? Yes, but we're seeing that more and more. Four in 10 Mississippians have obesity, but one in five Mississippi children have obesity, and this is one of the highest levels in the nation. Uh, we are seeing more and more um, of these children with these um, high obesity levels or high body weight levels. Uh, presenting with uh, diabetes as well. So that had been very unusual in the past, but it's becoming much more common. Let's say that someone has type 2 diabetes and they don't realize it or they're ignoring their symptoms and they don't see a doctor for some time and they've been walking around with excessively high blood sugar levels. Where are they physically when they see a doctor? Are they in a dangerous condition? Yes. Are they, are they in a critical or emergency condition? That depends on the individual, but are they in a dangerous situation? Yes, they are. There's a significant number of uh, percentage of the population walking around with prediabetes. And so those individuals, if they don't change their lifestyle soon, will actually develop frank diabetes. However, could you define prediabetes for us, please? Pre-diabetes are individuals who have blood sugars beyond the normal range of roughly 110 to 120 milligrams per deciliter, and that's just the number which changes periodically. Pre-diabetes are individuals who have numbers higher than that, and those are individuals who probably already have insulin resistance. So their insulin levels to maintain even that level of blood sugar is higher than normal. Those individuals, if they don't correct their uh, lifestyle, if they continue to gain weight, eat, foods that are high in, in blood sugars and, um, and challenging in terms of causing insulin secretion are likely to develop diabetes over time. Many individuals are walking around with diabetes actually and don't know it yet. So um, we understand that there's a large population with diabetes, but many diabetics have diabetes and are not aware of it. Um, they um, may have some symptoms like increased urination, sometimes weight loss, but people may ignore that because these may be relatively minor. So potentially you could walk around for months or even years uh, with diabetes and not be aware of it. So for that reason, I say having undiagnosed diabetes can be dangerous but not catastrophic for everybody. Plenty of factors exacerbate the underdiagnosis of diabetes in the state, but even Mississippians with a diagnosis Diagnosis often face an uphill battle to good health. More tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. 
Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.